To simply explain Slaughterhouse-Five, which is written by Kurt Vonnegut, a man named Billy Pilgrim, the novel's protagonist, has become unstuck in time. He travels between periods of his life, unable to control which period he lands in. As a result, the narrative isn't chronological or linear. Instead, it jumps back and forth in time and setting. A quick summary over the entire book is that Pilgrim is born in 1922 and grows up in Ilium, New York. He's funny-looking and physically weak. He's studying optometry before he gets drafted and fights in the Battle of the Bulge. At this battle, he gets captured behind German lines. But just before being captured, he sees his entire life go by. He's then put into a crowded boxcar to a German POW camp. Gets treated to a feast, has a breakdown, and transports in time. He then goes to Dresden and works at a malt factory in a slaughterhouse. Dresden then gets bombed. Billy and his unit survive because they were in an airtight meat locker. Russians capture the city and Billy leaves in a furnished wagon. He finishes optometry school, gets engaged to Valencia Marble, then is committed to a hospital. At the hospital, he learns about the author Kilgore Trout, whom Billy grows to admire. Then Billy gets married, has kids, gets rich, then kidnapped by aliens called Trafalmordians, and learns about the perspective of time and death. After he returns to Earth, he gets on a plane, which crashes, and Billy is the only one that survives. Valencia dies on her way to see him in the hospital. Then he goes back home under the care of a nurse his daughter got for him, sneaks to NYC to talk about his experiences with time travel on the radio, writes a letter to the paper, makes a recording predicting his death, and is shot at a conference by a man that was hired by one of Billy's vengeful soldier comrades. Now to analyze the book. Billy tells the audience about his irregular life, which expresses logical and emotional instability. This instability leads to the audience's presumption that Billy has PTSD because he weeps uncontrollably, has trouble sleeping, and more. Vonnegut also indicates one of war's most tragic ironies with the bombing of Dresden, that there can be no heroes without villains and victims. Billy's death can also be easily adapted to describe war. Billy's death is a result of nothing but sheer stupidity and pride on the part of a single human being. The mass mortality of war results from a large-scale ignorance and stupidity coupled with an unrelenting, shameless sense of pride. Vonnegut also hints that any attempt to change life is futile. Prayer cannot alter the past, present, or future. This opinion contradicts a sign in Billy's office. Therefore, people are trapped in life's moments in time, like bugs trapped in amber, which is a paperweight on Billy's desk. At the beginning of the novel, Billy watches a war movie in reverse order. In doing so, Vonnegut turned warmongering motives into peace-loving ones, which shows how chronological order is important. In the middle of the novel, Billy learned the Trophimordian way of thinking about death, which comforts Billy about all the death he experienced in the war. According to the aliens, no one is actually dead, because in another point of time, that person is alive. Billy also learns to enjoy the good moments in life. Vonnegut also expresses that we can't base accusations on one time or event. We need to look at all snapshots together. This is evident in the novel because we're learning about all the different sides of Billy through all the different times he travels to. And then in chapter 8, Billy realizes he's hiding his secret history of trauma from himself. 
This is important because Billy shows character development since he's become more self-aware. Another small detail to consider is the coffin-shaped wagon Billy rides in to leave Dresden. This symbolizes death, even of the survivors. Vonnegut then ends the novels with the bird tweeting, po <laughs> This shows that even if words and stories are meaningless, they survived nevertheless. The bird also creates beauty out of destruction and hope for the brightness of the future. In Slaughterhouse-Five, literary elements have an important role. The setting is Germany and Luxembourg during World War II and Ilium, New York during the post-war period, and then the alien planet Trafmordor. Dresden is the most important because the bombing haunts Billy the rest of his life. Then, many motifs are present throughout the novel. One is the saying, so it goes, which follows every mention of death in the novel, equalizing all of them, whether the deaths are natural, accidental, or intentional, and whether they occur on a massive scale or on a very personal one. This saying also reflects a kind of comfort in the Trophimordian idea that although a person may be dead in a particular moment, he or she is still alive in all the other moments of his or her life. The repetition of the phrase keeps a tally of the cumulative force of death throughout the novel, thus pointing out the tragic inevitability of death. Another motif is the presence of the narrator as a character. Vonnegut briefly inserts himself as a character in the novel. In the latrine at the POW camp, in the corpse mines of Dresden, on the phone when he mistakenly dials Billy's number. These appearances anchor Billy's life to a larger reality and highlight his struggle to fit into the human world. It also indicates that the fiction has an intimate connection with Vonnegut's life and convictions. Then the symbols of the bird who says po to wheat, which symbolizes the lack of anything intelligent to say about the war, that no words can really describe the horror of the Dresden firebombing. And then the colors blue and ivory, Billy's bare feet are described as being blue and ivory, as when Billy writes a letter in the basement in the cold and when he waits for the flying saucer to kidnap him. These cold, corpse-like hues suggest the fragility of the thin membrane between life and death and between worldly and otherworldly experiences. And then obviously there are a lot of flashbacks and foreshadowing, since Billy travels forward and backwards in time. Finally, the themes of the novel. One is the destructiveness of war. Since the catastrophic firebombing of the German town of Dresden during World War II situates all of the other seemingly random events. Billy may be hallucinating about his experiences with the Trafalmordians as a way to escape a world destroyed by war. The Trafalmordian theory of the fourth dimension seems too convenient a device to be more than just a way for Billy to rationalize all the death he has seen face to face. Billy, then, is a traumatized man who cannot come to terms with the destructiveness of war without invoking a far-fetched and impossible theory to which he can shape the world. Another one is the illusion of free will. Trophimordians live with the knowledge of the fourth dimension, which contains all moments of time occurring and reoccurring endlessly and simultaneously. Because of that, they possess an attitude of acceptance about their fates, figuring that they are powerless to change them. Only on Earth, according to the Trophimordians, is their talk of free will, since humans, they claim, mistakenly think of time as a linear progression. And then, throughout his life, Billy runs up against forces that counter his free will. For example, his father forced him to swim by throwing him into the pool, <laughs> but Billy actually likes it at the bottom, and he is rescued against his will. 
Billy is also drafted into the war against his will. Then there is the importance of sight. Billy is an optometrist and has knowledge of the fourth dimension, which is another view of time. But he also lacks sight because he goes to war and comes back traumatized, and he has a shaky grip on reality, and he lives in a cloud of hallucinations and self-doubt. Lastly, there's the inevitability—I can't say this word—the inevitability of death. Vonnegut uses a consistently matter-of-fact tone to describe each of Billy's encounters with death, whether it be the catastrophic bombing of Dresden or the candles made from the fat of slain prisoners. After every mention of death and mortality, Vonnegut explores the mystery and inevitability of death with his so-it-goes refrain. Billy finds comfort in the idea that a corpse is simply a person in bad condition in that particular moment, but that same person is just fine in other moments. Therefore, death is nothing to spend too much time commenting on and obsessing over. Death is also depicted as more of an inevitable experience than as an end to one's life. Billy's complete acceptance of death may indicate that the Trophimordians are a figment of his imagination, an intricate coping mechanism to explain the prolific deaths he witnessed throughout the war. Overall, personally, I wasn't the biggest fan of the book. I found the aliens and the time traveling and all the situations Billy found himself in way too weird for my liking, but I think the book did express very important and interesting messages about war and many other day-to-day -day things.